Good evening, everyone. My name is Chandra Gore, and I am a lens of faith. Tonight's episode was recorded July 19th, 2018, Activating Your Faith and Counting Your Money. I interviewed Renelli Williams, a certified public accountant, best-selling author, speaker, entrepreneur, and legacy-building catalyst. Take a listen. Management, 
bachelor's degree in accounting and a master's of business administration. She's a certified public accountant, is currently pursuing a doctor of business administration degree in entrepreneurship at Walden University. She has embraced Walden's adage in being an agent of social change. Renelli started her career in corporate accounting, then spent a few years in public accounting and performing external audits for nonprofit organizations. And finally, she transitioned to working for a prescription benefit manager as an internal auditor and project manager. She is also an adjutant instructor of accounting and personal finance at the Northampton Community College. Renelli has also worked with the National Association of Black Accountants, where she served as the chair of employment committee and worked with the Financial Empowerment Committee. She was also a member of Toastmasters, where she was held most she has held multiple leadership roles, including club president and vice president of education, and she has earned the distinguished award of competent communicator from an early age. Renelli has not only been a lover of higher education and learning, but entrepreneurship has also been her passion. And because of her love for Christ, she recognized the importance of marrying God and business. Renelli is the co-founder of the Lift Conference, Ladies Intentionally Following Through. This is a premier conference that she's going to talk about for faith-based women in business and ministry. The Legacy Builders Forum is a great way to connect with Renelli in supportive environment that promotes faith walking, money mastering, and legacy building. Well, that was a mouthful. Yes. We, that was a mouthful. And you know what? If y'all don't know Mrs. Renelli Williams, you should know her by now because that was an awesome bio. It was long, but it was worth telling you all exactly who she is and what she does. Thank you so much. I was wondering, wow, wow, is, is she really talking about me? You know, it, it's really humbling, you know, what God has, you know, allowed me to accomplish, you know, thus far. And, you know, it, it just enforces my commitment in, um, you know, in helping women understand that they can be, do, and have it all once they put their trust in God. Yes. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Well, I know there's some people excited to hear you talk today about your faith and counting your money. So we're going to jump right in and get right to it. So, you know, as I was building the um, content for this particular uh, show, I thought about everything that you have on your your website. I went to your website and I kind of dug deep into who you are, what you do, how you touch the community, how you touch others, and what is it that you do that impacts everyone. And so I went to building your legacy starts here. That's the very first thing I noticed about your website when I clicked on the link that you sent me. Tell the listening audience what you mean by that phrase as a legacy building catalyst. Well, so if we look at, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So if you think about what a catalyst <laughs> is, right, it's, it's, it's a person or a thing that, you know, um, propels an event, that precipitates an event. It's a person uh -huh. that, you know, is behind the entire event. And so that's what I look at myself as, as a person who can help 
you know, others build their legacies as I do that myself with my husband and, you know, for our family. And when I think about legacy, um, I'm not just talking about money, although money is a big thing because that's my area of expertise, but it's, what is it that we're leaving behind when, you know, um, at our funeral, and we, I know we don't like to think about that, right? But at our funeral, what are people going to say about us, right? Without having to think about it. You know, if you hear Martin Luther King, right? You think of civil rights, that's you know, right. um, the way that's his legacy. So when you hear Renelli Williams, you know, I want people to think of a person that, that encourages others to live their fullest to master their money management and to build wealth and to leave generational wealth for their family. Um, because yeah. the Bible says that, you know, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so I want to be a catalyst for that. I want to be a catalyst to help people, you know, build their legacies. And that's what, you know, the legacy building um, is all about. That's important. That's very important because I can't tell you how many broke funerals I've gone to and um, nobody has left anything to anyone and everything is in a disarray. And, you know, when we learn better, we definitely need to do better as far as building a legacy for our family members that we're leaving behind. Because guess right. what? Our name is going to continue on. But what are we putting with our name? What are we leaving yeah. For everyone to say, hey, she did an outstanding job, or this is what she left, a business, you know, or a 401 um, tuition assistance program for your children. What are you leaving behind for them to grow, to do better, and to exceed where you went? You know, we have to yeah. do better as a, as a people to make sure that we cover our basis with our family members and most importantly, the people that we're leaving behind that's most important to us, that have mm -hmm. to carry on the legacy of our name, you know, to generations to come. It's very important. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people understand that to its full magnitude, you know, what a legacy really is. Yeah, I listen to um, Lamar Tyler a lot. He's um, the founder of Black and Married with Kids and um, Traffic Sales and Profits. And one of the things that he said in one of his um, documentaries is that we need to be the last generation to start over. Yes. And honestly, that's the way we have to think. We get, we have to be um, the last generation, hey, start, <laughs> to start over, you know, because think about, um, think about at funerals, right? When somebody dies, um, a lot of times, especially in, in, in our community, let's keep it real, in our community, right? A lot of times, we, they leave us in a hole where we have to figure out how we're going to pay for this funeral, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to leaving something behind. So let's start thinking, if we even just think right there, when I die, what do I, you know, how do I want to leave my family? What situation do I want to leave my family in? Do I want to leave them scrambling to try to pay for my funeral? Um, or do I want to make sure that it's already paid for and there's something left for the next generation? Mm-hmm. Those are great questions, and we have to ask ourselves those things. What is it that we're leaving behind? We, we just said that, and we can say that over and over again, but are people really getting it and understand what it is they're supposed to be doing? Because if I take $5 a day and save it, you know, 
and say, this is going to be towards life insurance. I'll be good to go. I will. Or even $12 a month, $5 a month can get you $5,000 of life insurance. People don't understand. Glad you brought up life insurance, Chandra, yes. because that's, that's it right there. That's right it. there. If we do nothing else in building wealth, we each need to have a life insurance that we're yes. covering you know, covering the mortgage, covering the bill, whatever it is, so that when we're gone, that's taken care of. You know, life insurance and, and the $5 a day. Let me give you a little formula. I know we're not even on the money talk yet, so I'm sorry that I have to jump there. But you said it. You said the $5 a day. Think about $5 a day times 30 days in a month, right? $150 a month over 40 years at about a 10% interest rate would make you a millionaire. Yeah. And and just to think One, about it. $150. Yeah. And, and you $5 a day. People spend that on cigarettes or whatever it is that they like, whatever their habit is. Mm-hmm. Imagine, so, if, imagine if we teach our children. Yes. Teach our children to to, to start that at, you know, as soon as they start working, $150 a month. If you do nothing more than that, and by the time we start working, if, you know, um, for more money, and it be it, it's a habit, we can increase that to 300 We can increase that to 400 to 500 you know? Um, and imagine where where we would be. That's where generational wealth, you know, um, starts. You know, I wish that I knew this when I was 21 years old and working a job. Ooh. Me too, because I made a whole bunch of mistakes with my Yes. <laughs> I did. Yes. I'm guilty of mm-hmm. it. I made mistakes. I bought whatever it is I want to buy. If it was a new whatever. shirt, $50, I went and bought it. You know, this is a $50 shirt, and guess what that $50 shirt is right now today? I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I have no idea. Exactly. You know, exactly. spending, but you don't think about that until you, you figure it out. And you hear people talk about it and you tune your ears in to listen to what's going on. And I, that, I, my ears are tuned in now. I know I have life insurance for all my children. I have life insurance for me. And I'm ready. I got life insurance for my husband. I'm ready, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to tell people that you must, I don't care whatever it is that you buy in a month's time. Spend your five dollars or your ten dollars on your life insurance and make sure that's covered for the month. You know, before you go out and buy anything else. If you can get the minimum policy, get something that you can something. afford. Mm-hmm. Something you can afford. Yes, ma'am. Oh, that was a great conversation to start off. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I we didn't even jump there, but you know, it's a jump right in. It's ridiculous. I've made so many mistakes, Chandra. That, you know, there was a time that I had over 100 pairs of shoes in my closet. Does that make sense? To see? It does. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know, what we, we I, I did the money. same thing, Renelli. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did the same thing. So that's it's crazy. time for it to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What tools do you, do you recommend we use to build wealth? Apps, credit unions, etc. You got a question already, Renelle. So, do you want to jump into questions now, or you want to, yeah, you know, you, go with me? As a matter of fact, you you can ask answer that question real quick. Okay, so I'm gonna start with the basics. Your first tool is your budget. Your budget. 
Your first tool is your budget. It's sitting down and figuring out what's coming in and what's going out and making sure that you're not in the red month after month. Mm. And if you, you know, and your budget needs to be times that your income minus your expenses should be zero. Um, if it's in the negative, that means you're overspending, right? That means you're spending more than, than you have, and you need to fix that. We need to figure out how we can cut back. And if it's positive, because I know a lot of people might think, well, why not positive, Renelli? Right. Because if it's positive, it means that you're not telling your money where to go. Okay. It means that there's this extra money left over that you can squander because it has no designation. We have to tell each and every cent where to go. And so if it's left over, it needs to either be, you need to either decide that that's going towards paying down debt, that's going towards building up my emergency fund, that's going towards my retirement fund. But whatever it is, you need to designate it. You need to say this is going towards something rather than just having that extra money left over um, without telling it where to go. Renelli, I think she's asking what tools do you use? Like, do you recommend any particular apps or credit unions or what to manage your, your wealth? So, um, honestly, I don't have any specific apps that I would, um, recommend. I know that there's an app and I can't think of the name of it right now. Um, one of the things that I'm doing in my group, the legacy builders forum, is that we are um, actually putting money aside every week. So we're doing the 52-week um, savings challenge. And okay. it started very simple with a dollar the first week, $2 the second week, $3 the f- fourth week. I believe now we're on a week, don't quote me, but what week are we on now in the year? Probably 28. But whatever week it is, so every week you're um, incrementally adding a, a different dollar, right? Okay. And um, so by week 52, you're putting aside $52 a week. So it's easy in the first month because obviously it's a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, four dollars. But by the time you go on, it becomes a little harder. So what we create, you can put money aside, you know, every week, and then by the end of the year, you have $1,700 saved. So what do you do with that money? It's up to your, it's your finance, it's your personal family um, circumstances that dictates that. Um, I say you want to make sure that you're, you know, one of the things we want to do is be debt free. Because as, as the Bible says, the, the borrower is a slave to the lender and we can, you know, it, it, it's just a chokehold on us when we're, you know, in debt over and over, paying interest and um, not able to, you know, get use that money to do other things to grow the wealth that we're talking about. Um, so where do you put your money? If it's your emergency fund that you're building towards, you want to keep that in a in like a money market or something, something that is easily accessible. <laughs> Um, when it comes on to um, more investment talk, then I, you know, that investments is not my specialty. Okay. 
Yes, the bar to sleep. But I certainly do have um, recommendations that I can pass on to people in terms of um, financial advisors that they can speak to. So, Ranelli, as you were just talking, I found a app, uh, Sean. It's called Twine, Save Money and Invest. Um, I'm going to see if I can get it on camera. But this is how it looks. That's not it. This is how it looks. Yep. So that's an app, if you all would like to check that out. And it is doing pretty good. So check it out. Twine may be a good app. I'm going to check it out um, after this broadcast and see what it has to offer on um, saving my money and investing. So I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, and I'll come back in and post one as well in the in the chat okay. once we're done. Because there's one, as I was talking about the 52-week challenge, there's one that actually specifically helps you save towards that cha challenge. It pulls the dollar or the $2 or the $3 out of your account every week. So you tell it where to pull it from, and it, it saves it in an account, in a separate <laughs> account for you. Okay, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. That sounds good. We, we definitely need to check that out. Make sure you don't forget, Renelli, to post that link. So we're going to take a, a, a little turn here. Um, first of all, I am Chandra Gore. I am a lens of faith. This is Thursday night at 8 with Lens of Faith, Walking in Your Purpose. And tonight we have Renelli Williams on the line. And, <coughs> excuse me, the topic of our show today is activating your faith and counting your money. Who doesn't want to count their money? So we're just going to dive right back into our conversation because it has taken off to a very good start already. So I'm all about faith and as a faith-based faith-based entrepreneur, I've been taking a deep dive into all God has done for me and where he's taken me uh, on my journey in life. Renelli, tell the listening audience how you released your fears and walked in your faith and ultimately birthed a book about it. So I must tell you that, you know, I, I grew up a very shy little girl. Um, I would never imagine that I would be, you know, on, on, on a live like this. I don't like it. You know, I do it because I just, you know, I decide that I'm not going to let the fear hold me back. And, um, you know, even been on, on, on stages and speaking in church and, you know, that was, you know, I was very, very timid about it. And one of my um, mentors actually, you know, realized, you know, that I was allowing fear to hold me back. And so she said to me, Renelle, you're not even, you know, utilizing your potential. And she said, I want you to, she did a Sunday night um, call every, every Sunday night, you know, just to encourage, you know, mm -hmm. people in her network. And she said, I want you to come on the call and I want you to speak about fear. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, of course, my first instinct was to say, no, I can't do it. Um, but there was this thing in, in the back of my head saying, you know, it's time for you to step forward. And so I, I reluctantly said yes to her. And of course, I went and researched all about fear, you know, what causes us to, to be fearful, why we allow fear to hold us back. And um, of course, you know, the opposite of fear is faith. You know, if we have faith, it would um, 
definitely impact. We won't allow the fear to hold us back. And so I presented. I presented on that call and the feedback was, you know, so encouraging. You know, people were blessed. You've you've helped me to release some things. And I'm like, what? You know, like I said, if God could use me who, you know, on a on a topic that, you know, was my my weakness. And if he could use me through my weakness, then, you know, um, it's time. He's showing me that it's time to step forward. And so um, my talk was released in the fear. And um, one night as I was, you know, laying in bed, you know, and just there was just this nagging, you know, what is your next move? And I didn't know what where God was leading me. But God said to me, get up. And he said, get up and start a Facebook page. That time, groups weren't even popular, you know? And he said, start a Facebook page and call it Releasing the Fear. So I got up and I started, you know, I don't know. I'm just going by faith. And, you know, I started releasing the fear. And then he just gave me the other part and walking in faith because that's what I was really doing, walking in faith. I didn't know what I was about and I just, you know, started um, interviewing different people, sharing their stories on the page, posting scripture about fear and faith. And people, you know, the response was so encouraging that I just kept going um, right after that, right after the, this is how God just sets you up. You know, right after that, one of um, my um, she wasn't even a mentor then. It was just someone I met in a group. She said to me, um, she, she was doing a course on being an author. She called it authorpreneur. Okay. And so I said, you know, it was $25. I said, let me take this course and see what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I took it and she was just talking about how to benefit from, you know, how to write a book and mm-hmm. to benefit from it. And then she offered a publishing package. She had a publishing company and that was it. You know, I said, okay, I jumped right in. I said, yes. And then, of course, after that, the fear kicked in again. I was like, but I'm not really a writer, you know, right. and I, um, you know, I'm a numbers person. And mm-hmm. but you'll see in like in the book, I talk about it. God took me back to Moses when he called Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and mm-hmm. how he questioned himself. And, you know, he said, I'm not eloquent in speech. And what am I going to say to the Pharaoh, are the children of Israel going to believe me? And God already had it worked out. Yeah. You know, God had a plan in place, and that's what he reminded me. So I said, yes, I'm going to walk forward. I know you have it in place. And so that was how my first first book was birthed. Wow. So you <laughs> stepped out of your comfort zone, huh? I stepped out. Yeah. Stepped yeah. out of your comfort zone. Wow. And look what we have now. My God. <laughs> My God is awesome. I tell you. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's awesome because I'm going to tell you something else. I had no idea I was going to be doing a podcast. No idea. My whole thought process coming to Augusta, I'm going to be a soldier. That's all I know. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to be a soldier. I didn't even want to go back to get my master's degree because I was saying, I'm sick of school. I'm tired. I just want to break. I don't want to read any books. But I always read books. So God was like, what are you talking about? You don't want to read books. And you, right. read, you know, I'll find whatever book that I, I like you know, or interested in, I'll pick it up and I'll read it. And so I, there it is. While he has me here in the waiting room, I went back to school, 
get my master's degree and I'm four weeks from finishing my master's degree as a matter of fact and our first lens of faith speaks had no idea I was going to do that either because I already had lens of faith photography and I was just like you know God what are you telling me to do and it was all because I went on a podcast I was a guest on a podcast and this uh Dr. Jason Carthen he said are you a public speaker? And I was like, no, you know, I'm not a public speaker. He said, well, public speaking is definitely in your future. And I was like, oh, okay. And, you know, I didn't think nothing nothing, nothing else of it until maybe like a month or two later. And it kept coming back to me, public speaking, public speaking. And I mm-hmm. started going into prayer about it. And lo and behold, this is what we got right now. So, yeah, God is awesome. Yeah. God is definitely good. God is definitely yeah. good. So I was researching um, a couple of scriptures and trying to come up with the best one for this show. And I couldn't settle on one, so I got two. I got two. (laughs) Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We hear that all the time. Renelli, tell us what that scripture means to you and how it has guided you through all that, that you've been doing, all the hats that you wear. Yeah, so... I mean, the scripture is explicit, right? Faith comes by hearing, right? So we get faith by hearing, by listening. And our hearing comes from the word of God. So faith indeed comes from the word of God. You know, so unless we read the word of God, unless we digest the word of God, unless we meditate on the word of God and make it a part of our lives, that's when our faith would be weak. That's when, you know, we won't be able to step forward in faith. So it's all about the word of God. That's where it is. We have to go back to the word because the Bible says in in the word, do not fear so many times. Fear not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. You know, he tells us over and over. He is there with us to carry us. And so there's no reason to fear. We have faith. Faith is about believing, believing, and <laughs> stepping forward. Because he also said that faith without works is dead, right? So we can sit back and say all along that we um, that we believe, that we believe. But if we don't move, then we, you know, it's it's all it's all words. Our action is what determines our faith. So yeah. It's, it's, it's digesting the word of God, believing it so much, recognizing God for who he really is. He is the creator. He is the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. And guess what? We're his children. So because he's king of kings, because he's Lord of lords, and because I'm his child, that means I am royalty. That's right. And I need to Whoa. step like I'm royalty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I probably went a little bit, uh, you know, off the scripture a little bit, but you know, I think it's all wrapped up in our belief in God, and 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 He is the Word. He, you know, He says in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's all wrapped up in Him. Yeah, I I didn't really um come to un- totally understand that scripture until about 2012. I used to hear it all the time. I used to go to church. I used to hear faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Okay. What does that mean? 
you know, and so I took a deep dive in 2012 into learning more about it and understanding it for myself. And that's when I started from the beginning of the Bible and started reading, reading and trying to interpret it and understand it for myself, because it says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I had to, you know, increase what I was reading in the, in the word of God reading my scriptures, you know, diving into the Bible and trying to understand it for myself and put it with my life. You know, as I go through, as I do things, as I question things that I do, I go and try to find scripture to say, is this right? Is this the right way to go? Is this the wrong way to go? What does the scripture say? You know, and so since then, I definitely understand exactly what that scripture means. So Romans 10 and 17 is definitely for me, and it has changed my life. Has definitely changed my life. Yes. So the second scripture I I came up with, I had to talk about money. Now, Romans 13 and 7 states that give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them and give respect and honor to those who are in authority. How has that very scripture resonated with you as a certified public accountant, entrepreneur, and faith-based leader, Ranelli? It, it, I think it's, <laughs> I think the scripture is plain, you know, like, so we live, we live in a country where um, we have to pay taxes on our right. income. We have to sell, pay sales taxes. And what the Bible is saying is that we need to pay our fair share. Now, right. as an accountant, and as a tax accountant, well, my husband is really the real tax accountant. I'm a CPA, so I know, you know, I'm, I'm well-rounded in it all, but he's our tax expert. But, you know, what we do as, as, as um, tax accountants is that we make sure that our clients pay the, the minimum legal tax. Mm-hmm. So our duty is to make sure that you pay your taxes. But that you pay the minimum legal taxes. Mm-hmm. And um, you spoke specifically, you asked about entrepreneurs. And entrepreneurs, business owners, the tax is made for business owners. It's made for entrepreneurs. There are all these deductions that we can take. Yes, that we can take as entrepreneurs. And it breaks my heart when I, you know, I, I get an entrepreneur that come to me that's been either doing their taxes themselves or having someone do it who's not familiar with the tax laws. And so they are not taking advantage of the tax deductions that are available to them, that they're leaving money on the table, that they're paying more than their fair share. The Bible says, pay what you owe, right? We don't need to pay more than we owe. We need to pay what we owe. And so it's important to make sure that, you know, while we're, while we're not evading taxes, that we make sure that we're maximizing our tax deductions. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And you're right. We leave money on the table. We leave money on the table and get mad because we get a little bit back. Stop leaving money on the table. That's the key takeaway right right there. Don't leave no money on the table. Now, Ranelli, tell the listening audience how you and your husband birthed ERJ Services, LLC. And if you believe that accounting was in your calling, your purpose-driven life. So 
my, you know, I said from an early age, I was exposed to entrepreneurship, you know, through my dad. Um, I didn't know. So I had an interest in business ownership, but I didn't know in what direction. <laughs> when I moved to this country, um, next month will be 30 years. When I moved to this country and I first started um, going to, um, to college, I went for business management because I knew I wanted to eventually open a business. But in taking my first accounting course, I realized that I loved it. And uh-huh. so um, I, my undergrad, my associate degree is in business management. But once I transferred to um, my, my four-year university, then I um, adopted accounting as my major. And so I've been in the accounting field for over 20 years. I still didn't even think about um, owning an accounting business. Um, I still thought of business ownership, but I didn't think it was accounting. But, you know, people automatically think that you're an accountant, you're a CPA, they automatically think taxes. So I used to always get family and friends come to me and say, you know, do my taxes for me. Um, Although my specialty at the time was not, you know, I started out in corporate accounting doing, um, month, you know, doing the books, financial analysis and stuff like that, which had nothing to do with taxes. And I also, um, then I moved into auditing again, you know, not a tax area, but it's just an assumption from people. So I started doing taxes, making money on the side, doing, um, you know, taxes for family members and friends. And um, then eventually when my husband got laid off from his job, he took over. Mm-hmm. You know, those few tax clients that just started growing, you know, special to max, um, a master's in taxation. And so he, you know, that's his love. And so he just grew that. Um, but again, it wasn't a full-time business either. Wow. Um, however, um, you know, being accountants, we knew that we couldn't continue because it started growing. And, mm-hmm. and not actually register the business and, you know, make it legal. So right. in 20, I want to say 2013, yes. In 2013, we, you know, we, we did the right thing. We registered the business um, and, you know, just started growing, growing our tax practice from there. And then in 2015, three years ago, I was let go from my job. Um, because, um, you know, of a, of a takeover from another company and, um, decided to join the business full time, expand into providing bookkeeping and accounting, other accounting services as well. And so that, that's it. Wow. It's it's two layoffs, two layoffs that led to, led to the business. Yeah. It led you directly into entrepreneurship. I got to ask you this because. Growing up and going to school, high school and college, I absolutely cannot stand math. What math class did you enjoy the most? I got to ask you that. (laughs) I was always good in math. So whatever math, you know, um, was placed in front of me, I did well. Um, And I see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Yeah, I always did. I always did well in, in, in math. So I think that, you know, from an early age that I just didn't know of accounting at that time. 
And so um, I was never led in that direction. But yeah, from an early age, I see my 10 year old now too. That's his best, um, one of his best subjects as well is math. So I don't know if he's, he says, no, he's not going to be an accountant like, you know, his dad and myself, but we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So Renelli, what significance does accounting services play in a business or building a legacy as we talked about earlier? What, what it's very it's very very important you know and i could go back to what we were speaking about before in terms of the deductions right you know um one of the things that we we specialize in and we love doing is to have tax planning sessions with our clients so that they understand what the tax laws are, what deductions are available to them. Because if you don't really have a, a basic understanding of what's available to you, then chances are you're not going to be tracking it. Are you hearing some feedback to me? No. No? It's just on my end? Okay. So if you um, if you don't know the deductions that are available to you, you don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to know it all. But just have an idea. Then that way you're able to properly track your um those deductions you know what you you know what receipts you need to keep what you need to record whether it's just a spreadsheet that you're keeping because when you're starting out i recommend that you just start out with an app or with a spreadsheet or something eventually as you start growing um then i recommend you know what we use with our clients is quickbooks online and um quickbooks is really good good. So it's it's very, very, very important because if you're not tracking it, then chances are you're not deducting it. Right. And so do you recommend saving every receipt to itemize? Do you recommend it? So the IRS, if you um anything $25 under $25, they're not Mm -hmm. gonna require a receipt for anything over $25 if you're audited you're going to need to supply the receipt. Um, and we don't know when and if we're going to be audited. So it's important to have those receipts. And then again, we know that receipts fade over time. And so it's important to have those scanned and saved somewhere as well. That's what I'm getting ready to invest in. I'm getting ready to invest in a, a tabletop, a desktop scanner, you know, the little slim one. Mm-hmm. I'm getting ready to invest in that because... I think that that is a crucial piece of equipment that I need right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a scanner to scan your receipts, everyone. So if you didn't catch that, uh, anything over $25, you need to scan it and keep it just in case you're ever audited by the IRS. That's the Internal Revenue Service, just in case you yes. don't know who that is. <laughs> so Ingrid does say that I have a, an echo. So I'm going to take this out. And how's that? I don't hear an echo. Okay. You know, now I hear the echo. Now you hear it. Okay, so I'm going to put this back in then. Yeah, now I hear the echo without the headphones. So maybe, I don't know if it's something on your end, but I don't hear the echo with the headphones. Okay. Wow. So if you're just jumping on, I thank you for jumping on the live line. My name is Chandra Gore. I am a lens of faith. This is Walking in Your Purpose, Thursday night at 8 with Lens of Faith. I am interviewing Renelli Williams, who is a certified public accountant. And she has blessed us so far tonight talking about activating your faith and counting your money. 
very interesting conversation. If you are jumping on the replay, please hashtag replay. And if you're jumping on the live line, just jump on in the conversation because this is good. This is a very good conversation that we're having tonight. Now, Renelli, why do we need to be financially sound, know how to count our money, and know how to properly budget? I understand that this is a heavy topic and we've already hit on a couple of key issues, but what I really want people to understand tonight is how to count their money, how to know where it's going, how much you bring it in, how much is going out. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's it's the foundation of your personal finances. It's the foundation of your business. Making sure that you know every cent. Um, you you know if you because think about it. When you really put a budget together, it helps you to see the big picture. It helps you to see the picture. You figure out um, where your money is going, and then you're able to make adjustments. If you're not seeing the picture, then you don't know, you know that, you know, I'm short this month, but you don't really know why that's happening. Um, if you put your budget together, if you know that for um, for my housing, I'm supposed to be between 25 and 30% of my income, and now you're at 40%, it helps you to think about, you know, what can I do differently? Do I need those four bedrooms or can we downsize to a three bedroom? Or, <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes we have to, it, it helps us to make those difficult decisions that we need to make if we're thinking about building wealth. You know, it it, it, it helps you to see, oh, wow, I'm paying $200 for cable? Right. You know, um, you know, should I really even be watching that much TV or can I cut it down? to a hundred dollars to maybe the basic at fifty dollars or whatever it is in your area you know mm -hmm. so that i can use those resources towards something else you know right. if you're look if you're looking at your at your financial picture and you have debt you have no emergency fund you know but you have a three hundred dollar cell phone bill and a two hundred dollar <laughs> cable bill then, you know, it's time to really do some, you know, do some thinking and and make some some really um, some some decisions that, you know, I need to make some adjustments. Um, you know, just else, another thing that I recommend is even with your credit cards, if you have um, credit cards that you're paying high interest on and you are paying those credit cards after month on time, then, you know, after a year of having that high interest, you can call your credit card company and say, um, can you lower my interest rate? They'll look at your payment history. And, you know, if they see that you're paying on time, most of the times they're going to um, lower those, um, your interest rate. Yes, ma'am. I'm getting ready to the phone. Pick up the phone and call these creditors. <laughs> Credit Pick up cards. the phone. Yes, yeah, so stars asking who still pays $200 cable bills. You might be surprised, Star. I do. You might be so Direct surprised. In my house, $200. Yes. Yes, so we have to, you know, really look at that and say, listen, you know, am I in the place where I can really afford to be paying a $200 um, bill? 
or should I cut back on that um, so that I can build up that emergency fund? What is your emergency fund? Just in case you don't know, it's that fund that you set aside for emergencies. Mm-hmm. You know, um, rain, we just don't know when it's going to rain, right? And right. so we need to have that umbrella at all times ready so that when it rains, we're protected. It's the same thing with our finances. We want to make sure that we have those emergency funds set aside so that when the car breaks down, so, you know, that when the roof start leaking, so, you know, or whatever it is, that we have money set aside to um to take care of those things and that we're not building credit because the money's not available. We're not putting things on credit cards um to take care of of emergencies. Yeah, that's so true. I'm gonna start doing that. I'm as a matter of fact, tomorrow morning <laughs> I'm about to whip out Pick my credit phone. card number on the back. Yes. I don't know yeah, who a lot of times the, going back to the Bible, right? The Bible says we have not because we ask not. Pick up the phone and ask. So here's another tip. You you know, you're, a lot of times we walk our insurance, we get the bill from year after year, and we just pay the bill, right? Do you know that you can pick up the phone again and call your insurance company and say, you know, um, I've been with you for X amount of years. Is there anything that we can do to reduce my my premium oh now i do do that with usaa i call them out every that's time. right i've been with y'all call them time. out how about you that's uh, right oh my favorites <laughs> and they do do that yeah. so you uh -huh. good yes. about that. I that that that's that's most definitely something that i do do but the credit cards mm -hmm. i'm calling them tomorrow <laughs> mm -hmm. i thank you for that Rodelli. i needed that See? Yes, do that or do some nego do do some um. So I, I'm saying negotiations because Miss Missy saying that, but do some a uh, research and figure mm -hmm. out if there's another company, um, insurance company or whatever it is that you can get a lower rate. Mm -hmm. And once you identify that, then call your current carrier and say, "Hey, I was able to find this rate over here. Can you match it, or can you yep. do better?" That's price match. That's price match. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> That's important. That's important to know, too, because we, you know, I'm, as, as we're talking about this, I just got to tell y'all this. So today I looked at my HOA bill and I was like, look, let me see what all this money is going to in this HOA. And they're talking about going up $20 more. That'd be $400 every 90 days for HOA. So right off the bat, the first cost I saw was $113 for cable. I, I just told you that I got direct TV. I don't even look at cable. So I'm paying mm -hmm. for something that I don't even use. That's right. $113 for something I don't even use. I just got through telling my husband about that. I said, you know, they should give us the option to either use their cable or use whatever we want. But here it is. Every 90 days, I got to get them $390 for something I don't even use. You know. Chandra, talk for, for one minute. I'm, I'm going to be right back in one minute. Talk for a minute okay. to your audience. I'll be right back. So, I have no idea who else lives in an HOA or who else is uh, <laughs> paying for something that they don't really utilize. But I think we should write this stuff down, record it, and say, hey, do we really need this? Because I'm definitely going to do that over this next com uh, couple of weeks. 
because I realize that I am spending money on things that I don't need, that I don't use, and it's wasteful. It's very wasteful spending, and I'm tired of it. <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but I'm tired of it. So I'm getting ready to take a deep dive into my own budget and see what's going on because I cannot keep wasting my money on things that I don't utilize because there are some things that I really need for my businesses that I could be purchasing and I, I got wasted money on the left and on the right, you know? So now it's time to get rid of the wasteful spending and just take a deep dive into what we really need and what's really going to benefit us investing in ourselves. Cause I got to tell you something. I use core by April and that, that was a good investment because I actually utilized uh, the tools that I've been receiving through core. So that was a good investment, but I'm tired of doing this wasteful spending. It's time to recalibrate what we're that's spending, right, look right. at it and say, Hey, if we don't need it, let's get rid of it. You know, cause we can reallocate that money somewhere else. Most definitely. You back with us, Renelli? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, 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 He's our leader. He's our guide, yes. our guide. And we ought not to move forward, you know, without, you know, having a talk with him and not just us telling him what we want, but actually listening, you know, because too many times we, you know, we step forward because we think, you know, we think we know, mm. um, but we realize that, you know, without God, we're just nothing. And so, yeah, no, we're nothing. We're nothing without him. We make so many mistakes when we forge forward and not wait for his guidance. And so that that's it for me. You know, he's a part of everything that I do. My personal life, my, my marriage, my motherhood, my, um, my business, everything, everything. He is our everything. You're absolutely right about That's that. That's right. That's right. He's our everything. Now, this is the good part of the show that I want to talk about because this is my first year being a part of the Lyft Conference, Ladies Intentionally Following Through. And you're doing big things these days, and you're also the co-founder of this big premier conference that I am grateful to be an ambassador for. So, Renelli, now is the time to tell us all about the Lyft Conference, what Lyft is, and what's going on with it. So Lyft stands for intentionally following, and I, this was a faith walk. You know, um, I was for um, the Epic Conference um, back in 2016. I was an ambassador at the conference. I enjoyed the experience. I learned so much. Came back home and decided to do um, just a um, a two and a half workshop with um, with Kim Jones, and we called it um, 
redesign your life and master your money. So Kim focusing on the redesign your life. I'm focusing on master the money. And, you know, we, we set a goal that we wanted 25 women to come out and join us for that two and a half hour workshop. We got 17, um, but it was a blessing. You know, the ladies were just talking about, you know, how they've learned so much, how we've encouraged them to move forward in their, in their purpose. Mm-hmm. And they said, but it needs to be longer. We wish we had more time. And so... Um, we decided to give the ladies what they wanted. And, you know, um, so that was June of 2016, November of 2016, we had, um, the lift conference, which, um, ended up being 80 women, you know, like we never anticipated that it would, we would have gone from 17 to 80, but let me tell you, every step of the way God was part of it that's good that's a blessing when we were deciding on, on where we wanted to run into and we prayed over the cheers and we prayed about the ladies who were gonna come and of course we we faced a lot of you know disappointments we faced you know like we didn't people were waiting on to last minute to purchase tickets. So we didn't know, you know, like the funds didn't seem like it was all coming together. We just kept praying. We said, God, (laughs) we said, God, you told us to move forward in this, you know, and we move forward. You know, you have to come through for us. We don't have the money to put in, please. You know, just, you know, so we just kept pouring out our hearts to him. Every time Kim and I got on the phone, we were praying we um, solicited Donna to pray for us because we had asked her to be a speaker. Um, and we just lift us up in prayer. And in the end, we had 80 women coming out, having a wonderful time, having breakthroughs, starting businesses, moving forward, you know, um, businesses that were dead, bringing them back to life. Um, people who, you know, just had disappointments. Yes. So it was, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. Um, that day actually of the event turns out my mom actually gave me the news 15 minutes. This is 15 minutes before I was ready to go and do my talk on stage. I found out that my uncle passed away. Oh my God. Yeah. I, but you know what? We were so filled with the spirit. We started out in praise and worship. I don't even know what gave us the idea of doing praise and worship <laughs> at, a, at a business conference. But idea came and it, the atmosphere of, of, of the room was just lifted. God was just in that place. So while I got that news and it hit me like for a second, I went into a room and I had women just praying around me. And I went on that stage and I spoke like, you know, like nothing had happened. And I knew it was the spirit of God. Yeah. And wow. um, it was just such a blessing that we decided we're going to do it again 
you breaking up a lot. Cheers. 29th and 30th is our general, um, is the main conference. And then September 28th is the platinum VIP. Renelli, you breaking up real bad now. You breaking up real bad. I can't hear nothing you're saying.